0: welcome to another episode of the no ceilings podcast i am tyler metcalf joined as always
1: by tyler rucker rucker how are we doing Metcalf doing good this week. Um, I just moved to a new residence. So if I'm a little off in this podcast, it's just like, you know, I feel like I'm playing in a way playoff game. I'm um, a little all over the place. Tensions are high, but we're gonna we're gonna make this work. I found a new home, so we're gonna we're gonna figure it out. How about yourself, Metcalf? How are we doing? I'm good. I'm good. You know, the, the combine always brings about um
0: some interesting takeaways, uh, yes, I yes. guess we could say. Uh, it's it feels like it's officially hot take season. Um, yes, it is. There there are some wild things being thrown all over the place. Uh, some of it smoke screens. Some of it just reactionary takes. Um, but it's fun if you approach it with the right mindset, I suppose. Um, but the combine is a huge event, and there's a lot to take away from it. So. We're going to dive into kind of how we approach the combine, our winners and losers, just general combine thoughts. But I think the most notable place to start is with a report from Jonathan Gavoni. apparently that Jabari Smith is basically a lock to go. Number one, Jabari has been part of this consensus top three for pretty much the entire season. Uh, Awesome shooter, awesome defender, but not number one on either of our boards. So what was your kind of reaction when you saw that?
1: Yeah. I mean, this is the popular time of the year right after the combine where the smoke starts really funneling in. And and it's, if you're a GM picking at the top and you're not throwing out smoke, you're not doing your job. You You are trying to do everything possible to intrigue trade value, get people to call you anything. You're, you're trying to leak hey we're interested in this guy when you know you have no interest in him um, so it's always it's always funny and fascinating to you know kind of see the reports that come out each day and you know try to figure out you know try to put this politely but try to figure out what's not crap and what's true you know like and this one's a big one because it, it was a little bold and, and I don't feel like Gavoni usually goes out of a you know out on a limb this aggressive um for everyone that you know like Metcalf just hinted um in his article he's like he quote says most NBA teams firmly believe that's a formality and that Smith is all but assured to become the top pick um and he goes on and says like Smith is seems thrilled with this development and Chet's kind of in the same mindset of he's gonna go to OKC so it's just big news but um I don't know. I'm, I'm always the vs meter running high this time of the year. What about you, Metcalf? What was your first thoughts? Do you like it? Do you get it? I I, I get it.
0: Um, I have Jabari at two, so it's not like some wild swing. Right. It's not like you know they're taking you know no slander to Ishmael Kamagate, but first name that popped into my head. If rumors were that he was going number one, I would be a little more skeptical. Um, yeah, but. From a fit standpoint, from a talent standpoint, I, I I get it. I get why people have him number one. The shooting this year was absurd, and then when you combine the you know six ten frame, uh, good athlete, absurd defensive versatility, I I can see why teams are buying in, especially if they think that he could make a Kawhi Leonard esque you know on ball creation um, development as he continues to mature. So with the the shooting foundation being as absurdly good and impressive as it currently is with that defense, I get it. I just, for me, it Chet is still, and always has been the number one pick just because of everything he can do and will do. And I think we've just seen a fraction of what he'll do offensively, but from a fit standpoint, from a talent standpoint, how do you like it for Orlando?
1: You know, I, I, Me and you are both Chet guys. Like we have been all year, but it's not like you're hinting at. It's not like we're against Jabari. I completely understand if they took Jabari, and and we're saying this on you know May 24th. We got a, a while to go, folks. Like I would be very shocked if this is like set in stone. Orlando's doing this on the 24th of May right now. They got a while to think of stuff. A lot of things can change. They will probably have some private workouts and see what they got with each of these guys. But I do like the fit. Um, I think I'm so comfortable with Jabari being up there is because I was just wowed with what he could do defensively this year. Um, He really blew me away with like the upside, the versatility um, for everyone that's joined us pretty much last week for the first time and you're coming back, make sure you go to our website because Metcalf wrote a brilliant piece in the beginning of the year about Jabari Smith's footwork, correct? Or was it defensive versatility? Defensive Um, footwork. Yes, there you go. See, we're matching up now. But I like it, Metcalf. I get it. I love Chet. But I really do think, like, if you're a fan of Jabari, the the rumors are he's a relentless worker. He's a great (laughs) kid. Like, the background's going to back up. If you believe in it, I get it. Like, it's not, I have him third on my board. It's not like I'm going to say this is a terrible pick. I think it's just, which one do you prefer up there? Do you prefer Paulo? Do you prefer Chet? Do you like Jabari? So I get it, but um, I still think, you know, Mr. Presti's probably hoping this report's true because he's going to be foaming at the mouth. But do you like it? Do you think they should have gone Chet? If we're playing hypotheticals here, cause. right?
0: Well, so I personally, I'm a big fan of friendship and the fact that Orlando seems to be fully anti-friendship and denying us the yeah the the reunion of Jalen Suggs and Chet Holmgren, I think, is a travesty. Um, yes, big big problem, buzz killing, things, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but from an actual on-court perspective, since I guess that's what matters, Um and I'd still go Chet just because I think he the the upside and the current talent level is the best in this class, but Jabari would be my pretty clear number two for them uh, from a defensive standpoint, pairing him with Franz and Wendell Carter jr. I think that's nasty yeah. defensively. I think the, I mean, they it's a team that desperately needs shooting. They are one of the worst in the league at, with outside shooting and Jabari's the best shooter in this class. As we both outlined both movement um, off the dribble, you know, I don't think he's going to be out there creating for himself. I think Jalen Suggs is going to need to see a, a, an uptick in his kind of consistency and production and creation, um, but I, I'm, I'm still really high on him, so I, I think that it will get there with a little more solid guard play. Um, I think Jabari could see a lot, of, lot more easier shots, but there's kind of a lot of the guard play in Orlando that is a little reminiscent of the guard play that we saw at Auburn. And that wasn't ideal, but it's tough. It's tough. Um, From a defensive standpoint, I love it from filling a need in terms of shooting. I love it from who he is as a competitor and a worker and just, just as a player. I I really like it. Um, I just, if it was Chet, I would love it. That's kind of where I'm at.
1: Yeah, I'm right there with you. I, I'm, I'm sorry, Orlando Magic fans that are rooting for Jabari Smith. I, I'm not believing anyone's going anywhere until it's Silver announcing it. Like that's just how I am. Like I, there's going. The, this is the part of the year where it's all smoke. Like, and you just got to figure out what is building enough smoke where there's going to be fire. So. I would be shocked if if May 24th, we know what's going on in the NBA draft with the first two picks. It could happen. Um, Jabari has the ability to be that selection, but I still think it's going to be, we need to monitor what's going on moving forward. And Gavoni's reporting something that, like obviously things could change. He's just saying like everyone around the league is expecting it to go one, two this way. That could change in two weeks. I mean, geez look at people's big boards, how quick we change our thoughts about mm-hmm. someone in two days. So we'll see. But I'm um, like you, I, I really do think Chet would have been, and he still could be, but Chet would be my, my number one. I would be fascinated to see that. But Jabari makes a lot of sense there. You know, he would slide in perfectly and be a really nice piece.
0: So before we move into the, the actual combine our, our actual takeaways from the combine, The other interesting thing that I kind of noticed with all these, you know, smoke screens and leaking about the top two picks is Paolo isn't mentioned at all with these top two picks. And he, entering the season, um, you know, just this 6'10 dynamic scoring power forward who theoretically should be or could be the best player in this draft – And he continuously just never gets mentioned with either of those top two picks, whether it's Orlando at one or Oklahoma city at two. Does that surprise you at all?
1: A little. um, It just seems like, and and this could happen every draft cycle. You just don't, it just seems like we're getting a lot of buzz about everyone. And, And, and even some people are getting like a little bit of attention, a little bit of love and, and Paulo we haven't heard a lot about, so it's like, okay, like what's going on? And I'm sure Houston Rockets fans are like, don't, you know, they're doing, don't talk about it. Don't talk about it. Leave it alone. So um, I don't know. I, I'm right there with you. It's a little fascinating that he's not getting up there in the top two. Don't know if that means some stuff's going on in behind the scenes. I don't really know what, where that's at, but I still think, you know, if it's let's hypothetically say it's Jabari Chat, I still think Paulo has to be the pick at three. Wouldn't you? Like, I don't know. I can't get the Ivy. I, I don't want to, anyone throwing the Ivy at me. Like, I just don't want to think about it. Um, yeah. So I, that, that, that was going to be my next question then. Oh you know, gosh, I, I, I've, I've, no, I, I've,
0: I've, I've asked you this a couple of times and, you know, just, could anyone break up this top three? And has your feelings towards that changed at all? I'm going to keep asking you up until draft, um, unless we hear something otherwise, but have your feelings towards that changed
1: at all from last week or two weeks ago when I last asked you? I still think it's Ivy. If anyone's going to break it up, I think it's Ivy. Um, I don't think Shane Sharp's going to get there. Now ask me in two weeks, but I just... That's my that's my opinion from Buzz hearing things. I I don't think he's going to get in the top three. Um, I think too many people are going to be nervous. I think too many teams are going to be a little. You got to have some big huevos to. It's a draft shade sharp in the top four in this class. Now we'll see what happens. All it takes is one GM, but I think Ivy. What about you, Metcalf? I
0: I, I think Ivy would be the guy with Keegan as the the second option, but do you think it's more likely now than you did before the combine that it would happen?
1: Oh man. I feel like I'm going to a draft shrink. I feel like you're charging me by the hour right now. You're really hitting me some heavy questions. You know, like the Combine, I, I, I mean, we're going to talk about this later. I don't overreact to the Combine. I, I, I take notice of specific stuff you're looking for, like Scotty Barnes last year. This is a great example. Scotty Barnes last year, when you watched him, because all these pro days, all these workouts, we're going to talk about them. They're, they drive me insane. They drive NBA scouts insane. I understand, but they're important to watch. with a guy like Scotty Barnes, it was important to watch. How's the shot coming along? Like when you're looking for those things, it's like, okay, they've been working on their shot for the last couple of months. How much better is it? How, where are the improvements? Does it look noticeably like it's going in the right direction? That stuff's important, but I'm never watching one and being like, oh man, he really can dunk. Like, I'm like, yeah, I should be able to notice that on tape. Like with watching Shaded Sharps, I was like, yeah, no shit. He looks good jumping through the air with no one defending him. Like, I could do jump like that, I'd be doing that too, but um I don't know metcalf I, I'm, I'm I, you're avoid, I, think you're I avoided made... the question.
0: What were you thinking? <laughs> um I think I would be a little less surprised now if Paulo wasn't the third pick than I was two weeks ago. There you go.
1: Okay. Yeah, I would agree with that.
0: I would... and, and when I say that, I still think it's seventy-five twenty-five, Paulo. I, th- I think I may have just lowered a little bit from like eighty twenty.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I was probably ninety ten, and now I'm eighty-five fifteen. Yeah, yeah. That's all I'm asking. Because um, the, the draft's gonna be crazy this year. Some something's, something's gonna happen. We're gonna all go nuts. But I don't know if it's. I just don't know if it's, if it's, uh, Paulo not going at three. Like, what could it be? Do you think Ivy and Jalen Green? Now we're just off the rails. We're having some fun here, folks. What do you think about Ivy and, and Green together? From an
0: entertainment standpoint, I love it. Um, from a winning basketball standpoint, I, it is, would probably be one of my least favorite things in the league.
1: Is it that bad though?
0: Uh, I, I, it it fixes none of their issues and i i think they're pretty redundant as players um i think jalen green's the better shooter by a, a wide margin um
1: oh i'm 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 100% I, agreeing i'm just saying is yeah. it you're saying you maybe give the ball to ivy and be like okay you're the point guard you can play but then, off
0: but then they're just redoing the kevin porter Experiment, and I, I, think, I think Ivy's a better player than that. Yes. But it, it's the whole. All right, here's just an athletic shooting guard that we're going to try and shoehorn in to the point guard position, okay. and we have no one to actually run or orchestrate an offense. Um, I, I love giving Jaden Ivy, on ball reps as a point guard, but with like the second unit, not having that be your primary go-to. So, yeah, I, 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 I hate that fit from an entertainment standpoint, from a league pass standpoint, I love it. And they'd probably immediately be the most electric and athletic backcourt in the league. Um, but oof, it it would be rough for a couple of years.
1: And folks, we got everyone listening. We got a month. We we have to educate ourselves. We have to think about this stuff. If it's not, we are probably, me and Metcalf both believe it's going to be Paulo if, if yep. he's on the board there at three we need to prepare ourselves in case it's something else. And, and there's going to be a lot of time to dissect every pick and every option. So it's fun. This is why it's, it's, it's awesome because you wake up each morning and you, you think of a new wrinkle, you think of a new curveball, and And I do think like Ivy, Ivy's quickly becoming like the, I joked last year, I like when there was the fourth pick, and I saw the Raptors climbed up there. I was like, why does that feel like Scotty Barnes territory? It was like a cold chill down my spine. And Ivy. I just feel like now is going to be this guy where it's like, could he just be the wild card curveball that we're not ready, but some teams in love with them. I don't know. What else, what else were your thoughts? Uh, Metcalf. Let's,
0: no, let's... I knew. So you, you kind of hinted at it a little bit earlier, um, but we just got through the combine. So, before we get into winners and losers and specific takeaways, what is your kind of general approach to the combine? What are you looking for? What do you completely ignore? Just
1: big picture kind of stuff. It's always fascinating. Um, You don't want to get too over. You don't want to jump to conclusions very quickly. Like you don't want to look at the combine scrimmages and stuff and be like, oh my gosh, he's a first rounder now. Now people are going to do this. And I understand when they do this. I understand when people get excited. Like I've absolutely, I'm just using an example. We'll talk about him later. I absolutely have loved how Andrew Numhart from Gonzaga has played all year. I think he's been just a complete pro in college basketball. Like he did what that team needed him to do. He was a floor general. He sacrificed when they needed him to score, he scored. When they needed him to run the offense, he did it. Nemhard goes and has, what? What do you have, like, 20 and 11 or 26 and 11 assists? Something like that. And just everyone now is like, Doug, he's it, got to be a first-rounder. And it's like, guys, like, he's been good all year. He has this ability, but I understand now, like, it's okay to be like, okay, now I need to go back and watch this guy. Did I miss something throughout the year? Did I – is there something that I wasn't watching on film that all of a sudden he just showed at the NBA combine with more of a more pro style offense. That's what's really important. I think when you, when you take note of that is like strengthen your ability as an evaluator, like go back, as we always say, watch more film, like keep watching film. Um, Pro workouts. Don't get too caught up in. They're very exciting to watch but as Are i they? always say that they're <laughs> exciting just because it's content of like okay the draft's getting close because we're getting pro <laughs> workout season but um you know the chair defender is is the, literally one of the um all-time goats when it comes to this time of the year um not very good on defense though but horrible mobility know. yeah just you know no no court awareness <laughs> um What do you, what about you, Metcalf? How do you, we haven't really talked about this. How do you view all this madness the last week? Do you, do you take a little bit of, do you uh, take it into heart? Do you, does it sway your opinion anyway? Because I do think some people are curious, like how, how do you change? How do you react when a guy has a great week? Like uh, to KV Smith, Mm -hmm. just lit the world on fire. Do you take that and go back and look at the film and say like, okay, maybe I need to reevaluate him as a prospect. Or do you just kind of be like, eh, I'll keep it in the back of my mind, but I still feel I'm, uh, I have a strong opinion about him. You know what I'm trying to say?
0: Yeah. I mean, so like with the scrimmages, I use those to try to see if guys show something different than they showed all season. Right. So like you mentioned to I didn't see much of anything new with him. The, he, Scored. He looked awesome scoring. He looked awesome shooting. He did that all year, and he was hot at the scrimmages. Um, if he wasn't, it also probably would have still looked a lot like what he showed all season. Um, now, like a guy like Josh Primo last year. He was a guy who was this prolific off ball shooter at Alabama, and I wanted him desperately to return for a sophomore season to show more of that point guard play, more of that on ball creation. And then he comes out at the combine and does that. And it's like, oh, okay. So this is you had this in your game. You just weren't necessarily allowed or at the time capable of showing it. It's stuff like that. And then, you know, another guy like Marcus Sasser, I think, is a really important one because he had an awesome awesome combine and that is more of a okay i need you to reignite what i previously saw and see how the injury has affected you how you're coming along and you know are are you a different player now or are you healed are you looking the same looking like what you did beforehand um so it, it, it's are you going to show me anything new can you show me that you can contribute in ways that aren't just scoring because everyone's out there looking to get their own bucket. But can you, you know, rack up a couple rebounds? Are you moving off ball? Are you making the right pass? Are you doing things that contribute to winning basketball, even though this is some kind of janky pickup setting? And those guys are the ones that end up impressing me more than the, you know, spark plug scorers who do exactly what they did all season. Um, From a measurement standpoint, I, I don't really care. I mean, they're cool numbers. Um, You know, Mark Williams having a 9-9 standing reach. It's kind of cool. That's really long, really tall. Um, (laughs) Be a pain in the ass to score over. But in an empty gym, those numbers mean nothing to me. It's, okay, now I have these numbers. Let me pair them with your tape and do they match up? Um, Yes, yes. Like, I don't care if you can jump 38 inches on a max vert. If you can't if you never utilize it in a game, how functional is it? Does your, you know, plus four wingspan really affect you that much on defense compared to the guy with a plus seven wingspan, but he has awful feet and you have great feet. So the numbers are interesting. Um, I think it's cool to just kind of build a picture just using those, but they don't
1: really ever change how I view a guy at all. I think you're spot on with, um, the, num- the measurements are always interesting and it gets the people going, you know, the Jay-Z song shout out. Um, it, it's the, I wanted to run with the Mark Williams point because this is a really important part of evaluating and scouting is um, it's confirming what you're watching with your eye on tape, like confirming mm-hmm. what you see on tape. Cause every time I watch Mark Williams this year, like if you're, if you've been with me and Metcalf all year, first of all, we love you. Second, Like We've been pushing the Mark Williams train all year because we just love how he plays, and I absolutely adore how he's so active with his hands, and he's a disruptor. Like Even if he's not blocking a shot, he does such a good job of just using his hands to stay active, and he makes people's shots have to get altered. Guards drive on him, see it's Mark Williams. They say, crap, let me turn around, go back where I just came. And then seeing those, met, like, because he was originally supposed to be, like, seven foot. And I was like, man, he plays humongous. I was like, yeah. I know he's seven foot, and that's a big number. But I was like, he just plays like a giant. And then getting those numbers, it's almost like, all right, I, I saw, like, this is exactly what I thought. Like, he plays even bigger than that. So that stuff's important. And, and I think the scrimmages, for me, are really important to see what exactly what you're talking about. Like, Darion Sebron. I thought was fantastic. I was lower on him the whole year because I was like, okay, he's got a lot of, you know, he looks like a guy that needs another year. He has an inconsistent outside shot. He's got some question marks. Maybe he can develop that. Then he goes to the scrimmages. He's aggressive off the bounce. He's making plays. He's got good size. I was like, okay, there's something there. And then he just keeps showcasing like the decision-making the ability to get downhill with bad intentions. Like he was aggressive. He was tough, but also was making plenty of really good reads. And I was like, okay, now I need to go back kind of reevaluate, see if there's something there where it's like, maybe the NBA, you know, fit could be better for him. Maybe he has this more spacing and could be a little bit more of like a bigger playmaker. So I think that stuff's important too when you're watching those, but you know a guy has a bad game i don't think you have to be like oh man i have to put him 30 spots lower like david roddy we're going to talk about all these guys david roddy had a tough week do am i not drafting david roddy now no i just you have to go watch the film and be like okay did he have a bad week um where are you evaluating from there exactly so um yeah let's get after it, metcalf who let's let's break this down let's give the people what they want <laughs>
0: Yeah, sign. So l- l- let's get into a couple names. So, winners, losers. Wh- where do you want to start? Wh- who's the first name that comes to mind?
1: You know what? I want you to start this because I'm tired of you giving me all the questions. So, Metcalf, who is your knight in shining armor for this? I mean, it's got to be Jalen Williams, right? Got, it's got to be. It's.
0: I mean, I. He, he was awesome. Um, and he showed what he showed all season. Yeah, that he's an awesome passer. Just. Constantly dictates pace uh, whenever he has the ball. Um, really good shooter, good defender, and he did it against lower-level competition. He did it against Gonzaga. He did it against St. Mary's. He did it against San Francisco. He did it at the NBA Combine. So I I think he's a surefire lock as a first-round guy. I would be shocked if he didn't uh, go first-round. Um and I just love the fact that he never shut it down where he had an awesome yes. day one and he came back for day two and he had an awesome day two. And it's just like, Hey, I'm out here to prove a point. I'm out here to showcase how good I am and I'm going to dominate.
1: I don't care what any NBA scout, any article that interviews scout says when those guys keep playing Every scout loves that. Yeah, like Jalen Williams had a big first day. His agent probably was like, "Shut it down," and Jalen was like, "No, I want to play." I, you know, Jalen Williams Hooper, like he just like I want to hoop. Had another big game, and, and it's hilarious because now the stock is just like sizzle fast. It's just on fire. Like Jalen Williams is probably eating at Sizzler. Dad jokes aside, <laughs> where do you? Th- I mean he he so he what? He measured around six six with a seven two wingspan. He had a thirty-nine inch vert. He played good on both sides of the ball. He did a little bit of everything. My question to you, Mr. Metcalf. How high do we think he could go? How hot, how quick is this train gonna get going to full speed? Because he just seems like it's funny, all the bit mainstream guys, you get such different ranges because mm-hmm. some guy was like, he's 25 to 35. Then I've seen he's 20 to 25. Someone else was like, he could go in the lottery. I'm like, well, wow, you guys are really as twisted as everybody <laughs> else is now. So,
0: yes, and I, I currently have him at 17. Mm-hmm. Um, and that didn't change from before the lottery. Um, yeah. So, the combine, you mean? I, I, or yeah, before the combine, sorry. No, it's okay. Um, don't let it happen again. <laughs> the nice. Um, yeah. So I, it, my, nothing really changed with me. If he went lottery, that would be really surprising to yeah. me still. Although I kind of like the fit with Charlotte. Like if they went Mark Williams
1: and Jalen Williams. Like, phew, Don't, like let um, Don't let Nathan hear that. Don't let Nathan hear that. and He was really proud of that one no but i get it i I um
0: i I, but i also like him a lot with cleveland um Mm -hmm. we we, we've had malachi Branham going there kind of similar type players i so lottery still feels rich to me but i think top 20 is very real and definitely in the discussion what about you
1: yeah i i had him um i'm not i'm not I'm not BSing. And I had him a top 20 guy before the combine. I, I've watched him all year. I wrote about him at no ceilings. I, I, the no ceilings crew could back me up. And I'm, I'm not trying to say I need someone to pat my back, but I was just saying like, Oh I, my God, I, this, you're so cool. Yeah. Well, I mean, thanks. Appreciate <laughs> it. And at least you understand now, but I, I'm being serious. Like I, I watched him all year and I was like, this kid has the tools. He has the size. He has the length. He has the upside on both sides of the ball. He can really shoot the crap out of it. Like he gets hot and he takes over and he, he doesn't just take over with shooting. He can take over with playmaking. He impacts the game in so many ways. So I was like, it's going to be interesting if someone, you know, NBA teams start to get a little smitten on this guy. Cause he had big performances against Gonzaga, St. Mary's like, I think he had a game winner against St. Mary's in an upset. He's played, he's played at a high level, but, um, I don't know. I think someone's going to drink a little bit too much Kool-Aid. Um, he could be a wild card. Because cause now what's going to happen is he impressed at the combine. He impressed. He had this great week. S- teams are going to start bringing him in. Mm-hmm. And all it takes is Jalen Williams going to work out for the Knicks. And he just goes berserk at his workout. And their guys are like, oh, my gosh. And it's like. What if he's at 11 and the Knicks are like, hey, we need a shooter. He's got size. He's got defensive upside. He's got length. He can handle the rock. He can spot up. I'm not saying it's going to happen. That would be really rich for me. And I love him. I've loved him all your butt. <laughs> it's just crazy because this is how fast it happens. I mean, you talk about the Patrick Williams where he just all of a sudden was like, what like he was supposed to be late lottery now he's potentially going to be a lock at seven to detroit and then he goes fourth and you're like what's going on so i don't know this that's how quick some it's like an avalanche like some guy can just get storming up boards but um i do like the charlotte idea and i i still believe in book night but i I do like charlotte he could be a nice little wrinkle there i don't know
0: yeah 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 his landing spot, I think, will be one of the most fascinating. Because if he went at twelve, I'd I'd be surprised, but it wouldn't be like, oh my god, the world is ending. Surprised, and then if he went at twenty five, it'd be like, okay, playoff team just got a really good player. Yeah, right. Um, so, who's the uh, the next guy on your list, winner or loser?
1: You know what I I, I think uh, a winner. I think Dyson Daniels was a big winner this week um, because, you know, he he just had his pro day. The big thing with Dyson was there was rumors that he had, grew, he had grown throughout the season, finally got measured. He was like, what, six, seven and a half. So that kind of confirmed that, um, even though people were like, oh, he's six, eight, he's six, seven and a half. Let's calm down. Um, so he's grown. But the, the buzz is storming. For Dyson Daniels, he had a very good combine week. It sounds like he knocked the interviews out of the park and, you know, Gavoni even kind of sprinkled in at one point, like he's getting some top five buzz. So it's like, there's another hype train that's really getting out of control. I don't know, Metcalf. I, I know you're not as in on the Dyson Daniels, but you still like him a lot. I still mm-hmm. like him a lot. Top five is like, whoa, you're really getting up there. Um Maybe this is a, you know, we were talking about Paulo earlier. If if someone didn't go number three, I'm not saying in Dyson Daniels, because of Houston, but maybe all of a sudden Daniels is becoming the Jaden Ivy where they could crash the party and, and wreck the top three of going in that order. Who knows? I, I'm not sure. Where, well, what would, do you think?
0: Would Daniels be that crazy
1: at three? Would it? I, I'm asking you. I, I, like I just so came from, from off a, my head. From a I been standpoint, about this I kind of love it. Oh boy, here we go, Metcalf. Now we got him, a new contender. Just, just <laughs> him being the floor general
0: next to Jalen Green, uh, he would immediately provide perimeter defense that they have basically zero of. Um, good ball mover would you know could spot up off of Jalen Green pick and rolls and isos. Uh, you know, would it really be asked to carry the scoring load, which I think is going to be good for him? Cause I don't think he can do that yet. Um, so I, th- three would be really rich for me, but if there are these talks that he's a top six lock and if we're questioning, if Paulo's f- for sure locked in as that third guy, could Dyson be that like,
1: Oh my God, what is happening? Yeah um this is why i love but also hate doing podcasts with you because now <laughs> this is a this is a seed you just planted in my head it, like this I'm gonna is our get new spurs of, oh this is our <laughs> new spurs because i'm gonna get off the podcast the computer night i'm gonna be sitting down watching the playoff game i'm just gonna be like metcalf might be onto something <laughs> be, because like it is rich that's yeah. rich for me 100 percent. and i love dyson very rich but i get it i really do get it um that fit with Jalen Green, like you're saying. That makes a lot of sense. 6'7", good size, defensive, relentless. He plays really smart basketball. That also like makes the Kevin Porter Jr. off the bench idea a little bit more intriguing to me. Of being like, okay, we need a burst of offense off the bench. I don't know. Now you got me just completely <laughs> twisted. My wires are all over the place. Because there's going to be a wild card. Mm-hmm. And, and talking about right now that he's getting top five buzz, it's like, well, Sacramento's at four. Do we think someone's trading up to Sacramento? Because I don't really think Sacramento's just going to stay there and draft Dyson Daniels. Um, I don't know. I don't know, Metcalf. What else you got? Cause I need I, to change subjects before I <laughs> literally like start laying on a couch and just having like a heart to heart with you. Um, all right, I'll, I'll,
0: I'll do it. I'll, I'll be, I'll go negative here.
1: Um, oh, you negative Nancy. I what, know. what was well, it? We got a
0: draft Twitter's favorite Leonard Miller. Um, oh,
1: yeah, it, it, it was a tough one. Tough one. He, tough one.
0: He was brutal. Um,
1: I, well, tell I, us how you really feel.
0: Well, no, so I I, I respect him for going out and playing, um, but he's not ready for NBA basketball yeah. at all. Um, so I think he's a loser in terms of this year's draft stock, but I think the fact that he went out there and played, and I'm sure he got a, a ton of feedback, is really going to be important for him in the long run. Um I really hope he goes to like the Ignite program where he's held accountable and, you know, given a leash and a role and kind of a defined, um, you know, order of operations of what he needs to go out and do. I've been really impressed with how the Ignite has developed these guys these last two years and, you know, molded them and not just allowed them to go out there and do whatever they're already good at, but instead growing on skills that they need to develop in order to contribute to an NBA team. I think that would do wonders for Leonard Miller. I mean, the the physical profile, the passing, the ball handling, all of that. It's fascinating. There's something in there. I just think it's so far away from being anywhere close to NBA ready. And if, and I, I just struggle to see that taking such a significant leap in the next 18 months that an nba team's like okay we're gonna invest another three years into developing this
1: yeah so he was gonna turn 19 in november so Mm -hmm. he's going there he just was super he needed to go crazy yeah to to keep his name in like i'm still convinced of that um Shot seven of eighteen from the field in two games. He looked just a little slow. He looked he looked like a young kid that was yeah, playing yeah. in a in a game that was too fast. That happens. It's fine. Yes, absolutely, um, it's completely fine. And we're we're saying that you know he was a loser of the combine. It's like well he might be a winner because he got that experience. Right. Now he gets to go decide and work on his game because, um, you know he's reportedly deciding between if he wants to go to the G League Ignite like Metcalf was talking about or go to Arizona. My conspiracy theory right now is that Dalen Terry probably spent the whole week recruiting him to go to Arizona. They're going to go back and just win the national championship. Not being biased at all, but no, definitely not. No, not at all. But like Miller, he was six, five, a couple of years ago, big growth spurt. Takes time to get to adjust. Like, okay, I'm a different player Mm -hmm. now. Like I have to, I can play a completely different way. Super young. I, um, yeah, it, it's going to be a blessing for him. Yes. I think if, if he goes somewhere and, and just keeps working on his craft, we're going to look up in a while and be like, oh, man, I'm so glad he went back because now he's really got tools. Because I understand everyone was buzzing about him because that's just what happens this time of the year when it's like there's a new name in the conversation. And some people had him in the lottery and I was like, okay, like step away from the keg. Like we need to put the cups down. But, um, yeah, I, I mean, it, it was, it was tough because I was like, I need to go back. It's pretty obvious. He's a little step, step slow. And, um, I just don't want those guys to declare because I'm like, you're, then you're really up about uphill. Like you're yeah. you're going to war to need to click quick
0: because the the clock is running and it's ticking incredibly fast and if you yes. don't show significant improvement in that first 12 to 18 months nba teams are gonna be like well well okay he's not ready and right. they're moving on like right. they, they do not care they do not have time for you so you know i i just want to see him in a more structured version of basketball because the competition level he was playing against before this wasn't the best. Uh, He was given a free reign to do whatever he wanted, whenever he wanted. And it showed. And once he was put up against high level competition, you know, on every single possession, it showed. I think there's some fascinating, a fascinating player in there. Um, I think he just needs a little more structure around him for a year to really pull it out and really refine it and then come back next year and, you know, be that lottery pick that a lot of people think he is.
1: Yeah. And the, in the big part of all of this is you have to remember, like when guys are buzzing at the combine, we all of a sudden get two or three guys that it's like, well, they're getting first round consideration. So it's like, if you have a bad week and you were right on that border, you're all of a sudden getting replaced by three or four guys that are now going to be in the first. So it's like, you really might plummet. And it's just because this is the time of the year where if your stock can get hot, it can do magical things for you when it comes to the draft. Leonard just had a bad week and it happens with young guys and there's nothing wrong with it. He, he probably got great feedback, We'll see if he's going to go play somewhere else, I hope, because I think he yep. could really rebound and, and be a special prospect mm-hmm. moving forward. Like we always say, no ceilings. We're rooting for every guy. We we, we want them to have success. We're never rooting against anyone. Um, even with the Kai Soto army coming after us, we still root for the guy. Like, come on. All right. <laughs>
0: who, who is the next standout for you?
1: Um, Who did I have? I mean, Mark Williams was great um but he sucks no i'm tired of that (laughs) me too and when people say that i basically like okay i guess i'm right on their one (laughs) um let's talk about turkavian let's do it yeah um i i get it he had a good week i get it i was very pleasantly surprised he was hitting some big shots he got hot and when he got hot, I was like, he's going to ride that wave. Um, he seems like he's going to go in the first. It's a little rich for my taste. I'm not <laughs> saying I'm going to be right. I'm just saying it's a little rich because I always think there's this bucket getter that gets hot this time of the year in NBA circles because they start being like, whoa, he could really be a nice little wrinkle. And I get the idea, but uh, do you think it's an overreaction or do you think he is worthy of a first round pick? I, I don't think I would take him in the first, mm-hmm.
0: um, but I would get it because, you know, I have made the Anthony Simons comp all year and the situation is, you know, I think pretty similar too, where they kind of came out of nowhere, weren't NBA ready when they got drafted from a physical standpoint and, you know, a processing standpoint. Um, he's going to be a lengthy project. And I I was talking with Nick on the NBA deep dives podcast about this. I think a lot of teams are really going to get bitten by chasing the next Jordan pool. And yes, Jordan pool is the exception. He's not the rule. And if Jordan pool went anywhere else, I don't think this would have been the result at this point in his career, that type of player is so hard to find. And the organizational culture and influence and patience and investment and time and resources has to be extraordinary for that player to succeed. Then on top of that, that player also has to have a tremendous work ethic, a willingness to learn to fail and improve and learn from those failures and improve. And, you know, spend a lot of time in the G league and not play and, you know, be laughed at and then come out firing. I'm not saying Turquavion can't do all those things. Um, I, I just, there are three, you know, the, the, there are less than five organizations in the NBA who I think would have the patience to do, to replicate what happened with Jordan pool. Um, and, you know, I've thrown this timeline out a couple of times, 18 months you gotta show something. And Jordan Poole hadn't showed anything by 18 months, and the Warriors kept plugging along and kept working at it. Most NBA teams would be like, Oh well, lost cause, whatever. Moving on. And that this is where I worry about Turquavia. Because I, I do think there's an NBA player in there. Um, but if we're just expecting every kind of dynamic shooting guard who can create some space and is flashy with their handles to become the the next Jordan Poole or the next Jordan Clarkson. I think we're setting up a lot of guys for failure because that's a really, really hard role to fill.
1: NBA is a copycat league. Yeah. And everyone's now being like, we got to get this bucket getter. We got to tie to copycat and, and get a Jordan Poole. And, and I'm right there with you. I thought you that was brilliantly said, Metcalf. Like you're you're spending some hot fire tonight. I'm <laughs> gonna give you your your two cents. You re, you deserve it. Um, people are gonna get in trouble. People are going to get in trouble trying mm-hmm. to create this idea that they can find another one. And it's nothing against Turkavion. I just think if someone overdrafts him, it could be a little bit of a roll of the dice. It could be a gamble. All these guys are going to be gambles. I I understand everyone saying that right now, but a guy that gets hot at the scrimmages and knows he's hot, and he's like, "I'm feeling good. All I got to do is play another solid, you know, half, and I'm I'm home free." Like I I always get nervous when when those guys get hot, Um, (laughs) but. I do see the tools I I thought he was special I thought he did a good job getting to his spots he had some nice transition like looking around he's like okay no one's gonna pick me up I got a wide open three like bucket so like I I get the intrigue it's just gonna be another one of those guys I'm gonna be fascinated to see um where he ends up on draft night because I think he could have some some good workouts coming up too that maybe he keeps buzzing
0: yeah, and I I wrote about his uh scoring earlier this year on no Go check it out, it's free, subscribe. Um and I it's fascinating, but it's you know, feast or famine with it, where you know he, he went off for over 20 points a lot. He also failed to, you know, break forty percent from the floor a lot. And so I, I, I think there's first round talent there whoever ends up taking him just has to be patient with him. And I really hope they have a really defined and long-term development plan for him because he'll need it. Um, Mainly because physically he's not ready to compete. And that really shows up in his at room finishing stuff where he's just avoiding contact every chance he gets. But I I don't know. I I was hesitant to call him a big winner from the combat. Well, obviously he was a winner uh, because he just, it had an awesome scoring outing, but I didn't it didn't feel like he showed anything significantly different than who he was this entire season, if that makes sense.
1: Can I ask a potentially really dumb question? Always. All right, cool. Just just wanted to make sure that you're ready for me to look really silly. You are a NBA GM and you have three years with each prospect. And One's got to click.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's between Turkavion and his teammate Darian Sebron. There is. is there a world where you'd prefer Sebron or is it not close? I'm more just, I'm just asking. Yeah. Um, it's not because particularly yeah, close for me. It's it's Turkavion by a while? Yes. Yeah, it's it's Turkavion by okay. 20 to 30 spots. Okay. Right. No, no. I, I, I maybe I worded this. Right. Is there a world where you could see Sebron being like more upside? Like he, you could see him sticking in the NBA and not sure sort of Pavion. Yeah, yeah. That's I, what I'm trying to get at. I, I, I think the defense
0: is going to have to take a pretty big turn for him and really become more consistent. Uh The rim pressure stuff is absurd with him. Yeah his, his bend, his you know shin angle the relentlessness of getting to the rim. It it was like that all year um at NC State. Um the shot wasn't at all and he didn't really look like he had confidence in it and he didn't really show any improvement or changes in that at the combine, which troubled me a little bit. Um but if that defense really takes a turn for him and and nothing happens with the shot, then it wouldn't shock me if he ends up carving out a more prominent role than turquavion um yeah if that makes sense
1: yeah and for everyone listening that's like this isn't close i agree i have one guy (laughs) towards the late 50s and i have one guy probably in the early 30s i'm just saying upside wise let's say Sebron figures out the defense because we've talked about this before metcalf like when guys are hesitant to drive Mm-hmm. that scares me that scares me almost more and bugs me and, and, and scares me more than almost anything with a prospect when you're a wing that is terrified to mix it up inside and it's funny because it's like with Smith and Sebron they're opposites Sebron doesn't want to shoot from outside he wants to get after you in the lane yeah. he's like bring it on it's like if you combine these two like if a mad scientist had a, a clone mishing up they'd be like a yeah. top five pick it'd be awesome yes. Um, so I've just spitballing because I think Steve Ron really did show also some playmaking chops that I was like, okay, this is a little fascinating. And I'm like, okay, maybe you could unlock another thing. Maybe some developmental teams like let's give a second round flyer. There could be something there. He's got a nice little chef's ingredient when it comes to this. So I don't know. What, what else you got for the combine?
0: Um, I was really impressed with Ryan Rollins and Christian Brown. Yes, um, yes. Neither, neither particularly shot it well, but they did the things on the fringes that lead to winning basketball. They they moved the ball. They rebounded. They played good defense. Um, I, I think both those guys should be first-rounders, um, and I, it, it just feels really easy to see them in a rotation and contributing in ways that don't require them to necessarily light up the points column.
1: I thought Brown was fantastic. I thought he was sensational. And he, like you said, he filled it up box score. Like it it was really impressive. I I still believe someone's going to fall in love with him because he's got the mentality. He plays winning basketball. Like you're talking about. I thought he had a great week. Um, he played in both those games. Like he's just a competitor. That's who he is. I think one, one game he might've had like four steals and three blocks. He was just all over the place. So I, I really thought he had a great week. I thought Rollins, you know, he has his up and down, but I think way more ups. I I thought he really impressed. It's like, you could see the upside he had. He had a big week too. Um, both those guys were winners, you know, a little underrated one. I I think EJ Liddell might've been a winner. Mm -hmm. Um, That vertical, they had that no no step vertical, and he was first. Yeah, over like guys like you know Kendall Brown and stuff. I was like, excuse me. (laughs) So and and I've I've heard he just dominated interviews. It sounds like he's gonna be one of those late risers again. Like I thought he could have been a surprise lottery pick. Now I'm like, okay, he might be a lottery pick. This might be where he's storming up boards again and all it takes is a, is a private workout and he starts shooting it good. And I'm telling you, this is all that happens. This is when you, it's like a checklist. (laughs) If you impress at the combine and then parlay that into a private workout with a team and you, you have a good day, it's all it takes. So, um, yeah, I mean, those were all big weeks. You got any wild cards that you were impressed with? How about your boy, Johnny Johnny? Um, Great. Yeah. Well, I, I,
0: well, I can't move him up any higher. I mean, that's, <laughs> <laughs> just be irresponsible at this point. Um, I, 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 another name I want to shout out that I was really impressed with, uh, Jared Roden, uh, the yeah. wing from Seton Hall. I really liked him this year. Uh, that team struggled down the stretch, uh, but as a two, two-way two contract guy, I, I wouldn't hate um, a team throwing a contract at him. I expect to see him playing in summer league um just kind of the prototypical 3 and D wing that you know I, I rounds out every rotation um a couple names that i was disappointed in unfortunately uh jd davison i just didn't understand that approach to the combine at all um i thought he should have played that setting felt perfect for who he is as a player and then the workout. I didn't take anything positive away from basically um, the. It, it just. It looked like they were trying to hide a bunch of stuff. I'm so yeah. M- m- moving on.
1: Yeah, I did. I for everyone listening, I did, we've been spicy about this topic in the group chat. I did not know you were going to bring the heat to the pod. Well, we're trying to be honest here. So we've talked about it for 55 minutes. I mean, if we we really want to get after this, we can talk (laughs) until 8 p.m. I didn't get it. Unless he's going back or he feels great um, about his stock or his agent wants to navigate where he goes, I didn't get it. I thought he could have done a ton of good playing. I, I thought that was perfect for J.D. Davidson to play. Like people were also going after Peyton Watson. I understood he didn't why he didn't play. Like yeah. it was fine. I think plenty of of teams are going to be like, no, we still love Peyton Watson. We don't need to sing because those are also like playing the scrimmages. You, you got to get lucky with the teammates. Like yep. I, it it really means a lot. You you uh, if you need to score and you get paired with a guy that's a ball chucker, you're in for a, a real uphill challenge um so you got to get a little lucky there uh i'm trying to think of some other guys that i was just like what like yeah the 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 jd workout too i was like he's athletic like i get yeah. it so he could dunk like we've known that all year um his hairstyle was also just awesomely crazy yeah i didn't know what what that was i've never seen that um Rodin, you talked about mm-hmm. that's where the the scrimmages you need to Those are the biggest guys you need to watch the scrimmages. When those guys pop that you haven't watched all year, that's what the combine scrimmages are for. Like as an evaluator, that's where you go, all right, there might be something there. I need to go watch him. Like I need to go back and see what's up because when guys like that that aren't getting enough buzz all of a sudden pop out, yeah, like you take note of that because then you're like, maybe this guy has a little bit more game than I was thinking. You know, maybe... He wasn't able to show it as much uh, at his previous team. So I think, Oh, you know what? You got a little curveball for you, Metcalf. Cause how about the Max Christie uh, vibes? Are we thinking he got a, are we thinking he got a promise? Hashtag promise season. It wouldn't surprise me, but I, I don't know. I, I
0: never sold my stock this year. I've, I've had him as a near lottery, mid first round guy all season. Um, I don't know. I it wouldn't surprise me if he got a promise or if he had a private workout that went exceptionally well, where the shot is falling. Um, I don't know. I, I, where are you at?
1: I feel like you're. Is it at the ne- uh the NASDAQ where they're ringing the bell like crazy because the stock <laughs> went public. I feel like that's you after Max Christie shut it down. You're just like, I've had it all year. I've had <laughs> the stock all year. Cash it in. Yeah. Cash it in. Watch this baby go up. Um, I was intrigued. I thought it made I, sense. I thought it was telling. It was very telling. I thought I was like, yep. That someone's believing. Someone's like, I don't care. I The, the moment he did it, I, I turned on his film and I, I love him defensively. Yeah, he moves the street really well. Really, really well. I was shocked. I was like, whoa. Because I hadn't watched him because I was like, I'm I'm convinced he's going to go back. And then I I just was like, okay, he's going to stay. Let me deep dive. And his defense, I was like, oh, my goodness. Like, he has really good upside as a defender. Like, he could could become a problem for a team. So when I watched that, I was like, if someone's buying the offense clicking, I get it. I get someone thinking this is a two way demon potentially as a shooting guard. Um, yes, and w- w- with his frame and the way
0: he moves his feet, I- I- I'm not saying he's this good of a defender, but I, I kind of get Mikael Bridges vibes from that. Yes. I
1: don't think that's crazy. <laughs> no, I-, I-, I was trying, I was watching him and I was like, who does he remind me of? Because he smothers. Yeah, he smothers. He's long, and his feet are so quick. And I was just yeah. like, "Who is this?" So I'm sorry, I, I was didn't mean to cut you no, off, but that's, that's exactly, um, that's the vibes that you get with him because he just really can move. Like I was like, "My goodness, this is super impressive." And he's light on his feet too. Yeah, um, it's a good and, one. And
0: then a, a, another name in a kind of similar realm as. Christie, in terms of fully committing to the draft, is Kenneth Lofton Jr. Yes, who Kenny just announced that he's one hundred percent in. Um, I don't think that means he has a first round promise or anything, but I think that's him performing really well at the G League Combine, getting called up, and then performing really well at the NBA Combine. And someone, I so someone's going to buy in on him in the second, and he's an. A super skilled big
1: man. W- where you are you at with him real quick? He's so f- he he's so fascinating to me because um it it shouldn't work. And nope. then you watch him and you you fall in love with how he plays. Like he's tough, he doesn't care that everyone's bigger than him. He's got good length besides his you know, he, I mean he's undersized, but he's got good length. He's battles, he's he's bulky. Um I also love those guys that just like just keep working to get their body like he's he's been a big boy. Um so he was six six and a half with a six eleven wingspan, two hundred and eighty pounds. And he's lost a bunch of weight. So he's just working his butt off. He's trying to be like, hey, I can do this. I can do- I I'm gonna have to watch him. I've watched him at FIBA a bunch. I thought he was really unique and really fascinating. Going to probably need to go back and watch him again just to kind of figure out where, because I think he's draftable for sure. Now mm-hmm. I'm like, yes, I would 100% draft him at some point. Um, he's just playmaking and his vision and, and his feel is just, I'm in. I'm very intrigued. Like, I don't know, Meg. Like, Lofton and David Roddy, where would you go? You had to pick one. And we're not talking about like obviously yeah. it would matter with our rosters if we had if we were a GM we'd have right, to be like well right. what do I need but I'm saying you just have to go right now. Um, go-
0: so I'm just based off where my board currently is. I go David Roddy, but I I need to go back and re- redo some of the the Lofton film because I I kind of expected him to use this as a springboard to transfer to a bigger program or something. Yeah, I, th- I thought that was going to happen, and um, then I watched
1: him. And, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I
0: mean no, go. no. And I, I was impressed with this combine scrimmages. I know he's super skilled. I just have to kind of dive in more on some of the nuances of his game. But, but currently it would be Roddy, but not by a ton.
1: I would say Roddy, but after a deep dive, it might take me twenty minutes, yeah. where I'm like, okay. Yeah. I, and it's nothing against Roddy, and I'm not trying to say like oh i'm only gonna watch him for 20 minutes be done like it's gonna be a tough evaluation because i now i'm like i think lofton will definitely be um a second round guy that's really intriguing i think (laughs) some team's gonna be fascinated because those guys are so unique because it's like if he goes to the right place where they really have like a strategic plan of like okay he has a rotation asset and he can use his playmaking and all this special stuff, like that's fascinating. But I'm like you. I thought he was gonna use I thought he was gonna do great at the combine, use that as a springboard to be going to a big time program, get more exposure, and then potentially enter the draft. Now I'm like, okay, this is a nice little curveball. Let's yeah, let's get after it, Kenny. So um yeah, that'll be that was that's funny that you said that because that was my next um guy. I was gonna say, let me give a shout out to Kenneth Lofton. So um, right. You got anyone else or are you good? Um,
0: Patrick Baldwin Jr. Unfortunately tested pretty poorly. I'm still in on him as a first round guy. Um, John Butler only weighing 174 pounds and being the fifth lightest guy at the combine. Um, little concerning. I really like him. I think he's a lethal shooter. I would just like to see him go back to Florida
1: state for one more year. Um, improve physically. I will be falling out of my chair shocked if he keeps his name in the draft. I think he needs to go back. Yeah. I mean, 170. I, he had a good week. He had some nice. He's Fox a really scores. good player. I really, really like him long term. Yes. I love him long term. But I think if he went now, I'd be jumping the gun.
0: And in uh, terms of programs to really buy in on improving a guy and getting them NBA ready, I don't think they're a ton better than Florida State.
1: Yeah, pretty good. Pretty good recent track record. Um, <laughs> Patrick Williams and Scotty Barnes, pretty good. So I, I would just it's love Devin to see Vassell. him. Yeah, Vassell, another guy. You know, pretty good. Um, I would just love to see him go back for yeah. another year because it's a really unique, rare talent. I just think he could blossom. He could skyrocket up some boards if, if he yes. if, for the future. Um, what about you? A- a- anyone else? I thought Justin Lewis had a good. Those are some eye-opening measurements, 6'6", six, 6'6", six, six, six and a quarter with a seven, two and a half wingspan. Um, I think Ron Harper still cemented himself as probably a second-round guy that I think could be a really good fit. Um, Jovic at a 6'11", was a little like, whoa, okay. Um, I think that's all I Kennedy Chandler, um, you know. I, I still believe. I still believe. Don't stop believing, Journey. So I, I, I thought that was a workout that he... I saw a workout of him, and I was like, he looks like he bulked up a little. He put on some good muscle. Like, he looks explosive. So um, I still believe. Never going to stop. That's all I got, Metcalf.
0: Cool. Well, Rucker, this was fun. Uh, the Combine is officially behind us. Very excited for more smoke screen season, and empty gym workout season that I'm sure will significantly skew our opinions. Yes,
1: <laughs> absolutely. Are you kidding me? Next one. I'm going to move them up five board or five spots on my big board. Well, please plug away. Tell everyone where they can support you. Um, I'm at no Ceilings, on Twitter. You can follow me at Tyler underscore Rucker and um, at backcourt V. Sometimes I like to pretend like I'm funny. But yeah, if you ever want to talk draft, just message me at Tyler underscore Rucker Metcalf. I'm excited. We're gonna we're gonna turn it up another notch. This is gonna be a blast. That we're like almost getting to a month, man. This is gonna yeah. be crazy. So yeah. thank you as always for doing this. Absolutely. Uh we have some really really cool
0: things coming around the corner at no ceilings very shortly uh, so make sure to keep an eye out for those uh, best way to do that is follow us on twitter at no ceilings nba where we will be sharing all of that um i will also be sharing all of that from my personal at tmetcalf11 you can find all of our written work at noceilingsnba.com for free just hit that subscribe button while you're there and please make sure to subscribe to us on YouTube at No Ceilings TV. If you enjoyed this episode, please make sure to subscribe, leave a review, and five-star rating. Until next time, see ya.